Ever notice that life is like a roller coaster ride? Some days are crazy and wild and filled with energy that fills us. And what seems like a blink of an eye, all that can shift. And we find ourselves knee deep in shit on the struggle bus. And all of our happiness is a distant memory. Maybe not glamorous, but it's true and it's real and it's what we're all about. We are Gina and Sheila. And on this podcast, we focus on topics that are real and amazing and shitty. We want to shine a light onto topics that others shy away from or don't want to highlight. In the words of the great Leonard Cohen, there is a crack in everything and that's how the light gets in. We want this podcast to be a light in your world. So buckle, buckle up, up bitches because this is going to get ugly. And awesome and empowering. And we are so honored to share this moment with you. Good, good morning, Tina. Good morning, Sheila. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Uh, welcome, everybody, to our, I guess, second episode of 2023. Mm-hmm. Yes. Buckle up, bitches. Real life with Gina and Sheila. You betcha. And it's yeah. January 15th. It's funny how we were kind of like, our first one was January 1st, and now it's January 15th, two weeks in. So how were your first two weeks of 2023? Um, God, I hate when you fucking just jump in with these. I haven't, I mean, we don't, we don't pre-record shit. So, um, and half the time we don't even talk about what we're going to talk about. How are my first two weeks? First two weeks, uh, we're fine. I'm going to give you the fine answer. Um, glad to see kind of Christmas behind us. We talked about that last time getting into a routine, really deciding that I need more breaks in my life. That's what I, that's my takeaway. And what I mean by breaks is not like little timeouts throughout the day. Cause I'm very good at taking those and creating those spaces. Um, I have to watch though, funny that I commit myself to taking that time because I preach it and I know the importance of it, but like yesterday it got away on me and I didn't do one of my meditations. I'm very aware of that today. I'm feeling like a deficit coming into today, which I don't know if I, if it's there, but I know the importance of keeping my routine and I didn't keep it yesterday. And so part of me is like, why didn't you honor yourself, Sheila, and create 10 minutes? That's all it would have taken. I needed 10 minutes of my day, which I could have found. I chose to do something else with those 10 minutes. And anyway, so important for us to keep our commitments to ourselves, even if it's small 10 minute increments. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say, but uh, oh, I know what it was, the taking a break thing. So uh, we're going to do more trips. We used to do trips every year. Uh, We used to do like weekend excursions. We used to do all of that. We no longer do that. Um, Probably because we don't live. We used to live like an hour and a half away from all these big cities, right? You could jump on planes. You could go to the big city for the weekend. You could do like fun things really quickly. Now we're only an hour and a half away from one big city. Really reduces, this is a long story, really reduces the amount of little trips that we do. And because we're running a business and we have a kid that works on weekends, like we don't even get away for weekends. We don't take time during the week. We're going to start doing that in 2023. Good for you. Right. Like, what am I, what am I waiting for? Like a little jaunt weekend jaunt to Florida to see the in-laws, for example, why not? Like, why not? Yeah. Anyway, that's my first two weeks. What about yours? Uh, They were good. You know, I made a promise to myself that I was going to, I was in a pretty big funk in December. So I, you know, get out of the house every day. I've stuck to that. Um, Have more conversations with people. Some days I still have a bit too much time on my hands. Yesterday was tough because I don't have the kids. And um, 
it was a long day, but I went out twice and I did things. So overall, pretty good. You know, 2023 is going to be a different kind of year for me. I had a great Wednesday. I did a workshop in person. Oh my God, it was so nice. Oh yeah, I saw your post um, for that. In person, I did a workshop with a with the Y youth program here in here locally. And it was so good. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so nice in front of people. And it was funny. I was so tired after. Wow. If I forgot how much it wipes me, but oh my God, like I just gotta get it in front of people because enough of this bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then from that, one of the guys who organizes, like, can you maybe work with my wife? I'm like, sure, let's see. So it was it was a really good week. And yeah, and I think I found a new lover, and that was really fun. So, I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened to the old one? I haven't had one in a long time. Gina. I haven't had you a lot have of got to keep the lines of communication open. This is not an open communication conversation. Well, and you're not telling us that you unloaded him. You were panning out with him last we discussed and it looked like it was headed in that direction but there was no confirmation yeah, but that was confirmation. Kind of, it just kind of naturally petered out it was the summer and then it just never got together you know it just it just naturally petered out and then um i signed up for match.com and that's gross gross right not doing it. yeah not doing it i'd rather be alone than have to do that shit um and then in a different a different website that I've had a membership forever. I, this guy and I started talking. Anyway, I think he might be my new lover, and that's really fun. Awesome! And congratulations! It's always yeah. fun to do that. And it's, yeah, it's really interesting because I'm in the whole: Do I want a boyfriend? Do I want a lover? Do I want both? And I don't know the answer to that, but lover works for now. And let me tell you: So, you know, COVID for a lot of us, COVID killed our libidos. And then you add menopause to it. Mm-hmm. I had no interest in sex whatsoever. Oh my God. It was so much fun. So much fun. I forgot how good sex can be. So, you know, life is good. Wait a minute. You've just started talking with him and you've already had an encounter. Behind oh no, we, we've, we've been talking for a while. So oh my girl, you are moving fast. I mean, I get that we are like strong-minded women, but holy shit, that's fast. We got to know each other. and Okay. So it's longer than the and- week. No, it's been going on. It's been going on for a while. That's fine. You don't. You don't need to give us dates, no. but it's longer um, than a week, which makes me feel longer good. than a week. I promise. And yeah. uh, it was really fun. So we'll see. You know, no expectations. I'm just. I'm taking it as it comes, right? Which is different for me because Gina, my challenge with online shit is I turned that. Oh, I did a sex with my. Um, my challenge with <laughs> online stuff is it turns me into like that 16 year old insecure girl from high school right I hate it right and this is it's interesting because where it comes up because I you know you message someone or someone messaged you and you don't hear back and you wait and you wait and you wait and you oh my god he doesn't like me and it kicks into the stories you tell yourself Oh, I feel a segue here. Yeah, this is a segue. So, you know, <laughs> they didn't message me, uh, you know, for example, um, my new friend, super busy time of year for him, works in finance. Like, I know he's fucking busy. He was really clear about it. Like, this is a crazy time of year for him. So we squished up and in. And, you know, th- yesterday he didn't message me. And I'm like, oh, my God, he didn't message me. Oh, my God. And I went down, I went down the rabbit hole, Sheila. 
dude. Already? And then I, and I caught myself. Well, it was, and it was just, you know, usually it's a good morning is whatever. Right. So he didn't text me and I caught myself and thought, what the fuck? Right. The stories yeah. you tell yourself. Yeah. And then what, an hour later, he messaged me and told me on top of everything else, you know, it's year end, blah, blah, blah. And his brother decided to fly in for the weekend. Right. So again, nothing to do with me. Nothing. Do you ever notice that though? Oh, yeah. We tell ourselves such elaborate stories on, on lots of things, right? It's our perspective telling our story. And it makes sense because we're only looking at it from our angle, our point of view. It does make sense. But it's always a negative and it's always personal. It's like they don't like me or I did something wrong or you're mad at me. It's 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 a very interesting dialogue that we have with ourselves. Rather than sitting down and going, what else? Could, maybe he's busy. Maybe he got in a car accident. Like, not that you wish that, but like, there's a billion oh. different explanations on why somebody didn't reach out or why something didn't follow through, whatever it is. But we never, we never entertain those things. So my bestie, fall before last, August before last, she had a house fire when they lost everything. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that was the pressure point let's say a lot of shit was going on and then that happened and then that fall she slowly started to withdraw you know and like we went from talking every day to talking every couple days to talking once a week to not talking at all so when it came probably spring I didn't we weren't talking and and we weren't talking and I wasn't mad at all and I had I absolutely knew it had nothing to do with me Right. I asked her in the fall if there was something going on. Like I was upfront about it. So I asked her right off the bat and um, no, nothing to do with me. So every now and then I'd fall into the, what did I do? What did I, and I was like, yeah, no, no, nothing to do with me. And I can catch myself most times, you know, but it's taken a lot of fucking work. But even, you know, but even then still, you know, the days you're tired, the days you're lonely, the days you're feeling off, you know, something comes up and you, create your you know this you create these fucking elaborate stories about the bullshit and really 99.5 percent of the time has got nothing to do with you mm-hmm. right so you had mentioned uh just before we hit the record button about Brene brown and you were watching her. something yeah I watched her netflix special again yesterday I had so, time. before I, I ask you to tell us a little bit about that for those that don't know Brene brown is a researcher uh, Dr. Brene Brown, and she's a researcher on shame and vulnerability. And she she is dynamic. She is awesome. She has a podcast. She's funny. Um, she's just she's funny. She's from Texas. She's got that Texas kind of attitude. Um, she's really, I think, personable. So when I listen to her, I feel like it sounds ridiculous, but it feels to me like we're just sitting there having a cup of coffee. Like she's talking to me, right? Little old me. Um, she's just, she's awesome. She knows her shit. And we all sit down and go, oh no, I'm, I'm like the first time I heard, I was like, oh, I'm fucking super vulnerable. Like I'm the queen of vulnerability. Hell no, I'm not. I like to tell myself I am. I like to think that I am, but when push comes to shove, I've got all this armor is what she calls it. Skills, whatever you want to call it that I put out there to kind of protect myself. So I'm vulnerable when I want to be in front of the people that I think I'm safe to be, but the rest of the world gets to see something totally different she was when i did my personal development course nine years ago now 
God, I went many ten. Um, so I did 20 years of personal development in eight months. And the big joke was Gia didn't know how to spend, spell vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's the one who gave me permission to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because here she was, super educated, super smart, pretty awesome. And she would talk about this stuff, but she was the tipping point for me. Yeah. She, um, so there's a speech by Theodore Roosevelt, the man in the arena. And I'll, I'll bring this up because I know you want to talk about it. For those that want to go search for it, just Google it, Theodore Roosevelt, man in the arena. And it is uh, this amazing quote that Brene kind of hangs her hat on, if I can put it like that. And I'm, I hope I don't slaughter it, but here, here's not word for word, obviously, but here's a general gist of it, which is. We often conduct our lives worried about what people around us are thinking, feeling, doing, criticizing. And the reality is, is that if we are in the pit of the arena, in the floor of the arena, and we are fighting our fight, and we are out there fucking trying, and we are bloody, and we are marred, and we are dirty, and we are really giving it our all, why are we paying attention to the people that are sitting on the outside of the arena, in the cheap seats, as she calls them, throwing criticism down to us. Unless you're on the floor with me, fighting your own version of your fight, showing up as real as fucking humanly possible, unless you're right there, then your opinion of how I'm doing my fight really doesn't have any validity or weight in my world. So if you're sitting safely, neatly, prettily up on the edges of the seats, hurling criticism at how I'm showing up, fuck you. Fuck you. For sure. Because I'd rather show up real and be dirty and ugly and gross than to be fake and safe sitting somewhere else. Now, half those words are not in, in his quote. So go and find it because it's actually quite well written, but you get the idea of it. Right. And anyway, it's really interesting. I think I just lost my train of thought. It's really interesting because the other thing, so I watched her Netflix special. She's got a special Netflix. She's funny. She's it's really great. Watch. I've seen it many times, but I watched it again yesterday. um, Because I just happened across it and I didn't, it was the day to watch it. And yeah. it was interesting because she talked about, you know, how, you know, people say they don't care about what other people think, which is true. And it's not bullshit. It's bullshit. Right? It's I I don't care. If you're in the arena with me, I will absolutely care what you think. If you're not in the arena with me, fuck off. It's hard to know, though, right? It's hard to know, know because everybody will tell you that they're in their own absolutely. arena. Oh, absolutely. my God, I'm fighting my fight, too. Right. You can just hear it. Yeah. But, but I know. I follow my instincts on that. And like, do I care what some, what do I care what other people think in general? Not really. Do I care what some people think? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And those are the, those are the people that um, they're probably on your, on your square squad, right? They, they are the ones that you can write on a sticky note, your go-to people that, you know, you can go to them and they're going to accept you in whatever way you're showing up Yep. because they, they know the many, they love you in spite of your flaws. Right. Is is kind of those people that you put on there. Very, 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 very few people are on my sticky note. Um, Very few people. Uh, I don't even fill a hand. It's not because I couldn't fill a hand. It's for me. My square square squad is is very small. Yeah, I I completely agree. You know, it's, it's about being being choosy about who you spend, who you spend time with, but who you allow in. Right. Who you that's not the right wording. Who you you get choosy about about your crew, right? Yeah, it's um 
there's no judgment with my square squad because I think we all realize we too, each of us have had moments of not showing up well or showing up confused or showing up whatever, whatever it is that we're showing up. And so it's also the people that I'm interested in what their opinions are. There's, it feels like there's a host of people around me. Are you still there? Yeah. Oh, you are. There you go. You're You're so still. I was like, what the hell? It feels like there's a whole host of people around me that I don't know. So I even feel vulnerable saying this. Isn't that funny? So I'm going to, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I was thinking about you last night after I watched this. Because I was thinking because I was thinking about this morning because I wrote down because I watched it and I wrote down a couple things that stood out to me. Because for those you don't know, Sheila and I, as we go through life, we try to make notes about what we're going to talk about. And I thought about it and I I wrote a couple things down. And I thought, so Sheila is in a weird position that I'm summarizing here. I hope you don't mind. Um, moved back to hometown-ish due to aging parents and, and shit like that. Um, and not everybody in her world is like us. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there are a few people actually, but yeah. that's okay. That's and, okay. I don't mind and, that. I'm just gonna fucking say it. Sheila's mom is not always that nice to Sheila. We'll just put it out the, that way. And I thought, you know what? She's the prime example of you don't get to criticize you don't get to say all that shit when you're not in the arena yeah she uh and it's funny i feel myself wanting to protect my mom isn't that funny um i guess because she's my mom yeah yeah gina's right um my mom is uh who she's tough on me she is really really tough in fact i think she might be my largest toxic relationship which is you know, I think we think that parents are supposed to be really fucking Jetson-like and and sometimes they're just not. And my mom's, she's just not for whatever reason. Does it mean she she doesn't love me? No, I think she loves me, but I think that she's just in her own world right now and she is really hard on me. I think of it, I equate it to a child who lashes out at their mom, right? It's like, oh, I'm the one that's there for you. And well, you it's a safe space. It's You're her safe space, space, right? I guess so. I guess so. But and anyway, I'm not sure I'm super comfortable with diving in with that. My mom's not doing what she's doing out of malice. She's doing it, I think, out of survival. And oh, when absolutely. I, and, I, and, yeah. I, and I don't, and it's not criticism. Your, your mom is doing the best she can with what she's got. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, could she do different? Sure. But she does. You don't know what you don't know. But I was right. really thinking about how sometimes she's not the nicest to you. <laughs> and you've gotten so much better for lack of a better word of dealing with it over the over the fall mm-hmm. you know and and hats off kudos off to you but it just really made me think you know who i will admit that like i live far away from my family but i really thought about you know i did a major chop of my world you know seven eight years ago um so i don't really have anybody like that at this point but i really stopped and thought about you know who who moved on who did i let go of you know that kind of thing and you know it's just it's just really interesting and again like we you and i we have done so much of this work and you know renee is our girl right mm-hmm. we read everything she does we bought you know um but even you know we we too need reminders you know we too need reminders that 
of where we are, how far we've come, all that kind of stuff, you know? And, and it, like I said, a couple of things really stood out for me. And the other one was, you know, choose courage over comfort. You know, so that, what does that mean to you that she, Brene is amazing at saying things like that, choose courage over comfort. And it would surprise people to learn that we probably all have slightly skewed or different definitions of the word comfort and of the word courage. So to you, Gina, what is choose courage over comfort? What does that actually mean to you? For one, one, one thing it actually means to me is stepping, stepping out of my comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so like, you know, new lover, completely out of my comfort zone. You know, that first meeting, oh God, I hate that first meeting, but I sucked it up and did it, you know, and it's, it's, if you don't ever, I think one of the challenges right now, from what I'm hearing from a lot of people and a lot of clients, a lot of people are in this weird space of we're missing connection after the last couple of years. That's, I really, truly believe that. And we've so, we, a lot of us have spent so much time alone, it's hard to turn that off, right? So it's just getting, getting back out of there. I think we sit in our, if if we sit in our comfort zone and never feel that uncomfortable, that, that little, you know, angst inside of us, you know, the butterflies in your stomach, however it presents, you know, your comfort zone is not, nothing will ever change if you stay inside your comfort zone. Right. And now if you don't want anything to change, you know, stay there. But I, I know that 2020, two for me, I'm calling it my recovery year, right? It took me a long time to recover from, you know, I had nine solid years of craziness, you know, huge amounts of grief and loss and just took me so long to get over it. And now in the fall, I think I was very happily in my comfort zone and I realized that's not where I want to be. Right. But I had to well, last, last year, first. just a reminder last year, not that you need reminding, but last year was your year of no drama. Yeah. yeah. Right. So really, when you think of no drama, for me, when I think of it, it almost is a year of, I don't want to say st- sitting still, because I don't want to paint the picture like there was no movement, but it's really, coasting. it's coasting. It's really, it's really slowing things down. It's kind of staying close yeah. to the comfort zone, which is your inner oh, yeah. calm. Right. So for me, when I think no drama, it also means no risk yeah. for me, right? Yeah. I, oh, I, I completely yours, agree. But... And it was, and it wasn't just no negative drama. It was also no positive drama because it was just yeah, we don't get to like, pick. like I truly see 2023 for me as my coasting year, right? Like I coasted the whole year. Um, you know, and, and now, for me, you mean 2022? Sorry, yeah, tw- sorry, 2022 for sure. So now I'm working on getting out of that space here's a picture that i draw for my clients and they all laugh at me i draw a box a square and it in the middle of the the box is a dot and that dot signifies the client or me or you right we we can any of us can put our name in that dot and our life all of our lives seem to exist within those four walls and we go up to the edge and we bump into it like one of those old kind of games from the 70s 80s doing 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 and we live there and then we're pretty comfortable there it's you know it's our work it's our life it's our home it's it's everything is in that box what's not in that box the only thing that's not in that box is the word growth growth finds itself outside of that box so on the other side of the the drawn line yep. 
if you want to get to that word growth, you have to cross a line. I don't give a shit which which one of the four sides you cross. You have to cross it. And it's crazy because, and it's something that I learned over the years. And now that I've got it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's actually, it's different for me. As I get closer to one of those lines in pursuit of growth, my my internal message to myself is usually negative, And it's usually one of lack. Don't cross that line. You're getting too close. What if they don't like you? What if you're not smart enough? What if your programming is not good enough? Like doubt seeps into my thinking. And then I come up with a thousand reasons. Well, maybe I'll do this after I update my website. Maybe I'll do this <laughs> after I change my copy. Maybe I just need to flush out a new program, an old program revised. Maybe I need to just really look at my pricing. Like I come up with a thousand reasons why I should not step over that line. But what I've realized is those voices, we'll call them gremlins, because that's the word I like to use for them, but you can call them whatever you want. They come because their job is to protect me. It's to keep me safe. They cannot keep me safe if I cross that line. So they try desperately to keep me within the four walls of that box. Here's the thing that I'm learning is those those voices those gremlin voices, when I hear them now, they are an indicator, like a GPS system, that I'm on the right track. And as they get louder, I'm like, holy shit, change is right around the corner, growth is right here. It's amazing. And I just keep thinking now, one more step, one more step, one more step, one more step. And in pursuit of that and complete transparency, I just want to change the course of this conversation for two seconds. In our last podcast, I made an announcement that I was going to start doing retreats this year. And I made that announcement as a way to be accountable. Well, in the last two weeks since our last session, I have researched and seen places to host my retreat. I have found a place to host my retreat. It's changed to a day retreat. This first one is a day retreat because I want to do it and not have an excuse to not cross that line. So it's a day retreat. Because I couldn't find a good one that I wanted to host in for a weekend. It just wasn't working. A day retreat, which is fucking stellar, gorgeous. I'm so excited. I committed to it and I've picked my date. Good for you. Yeah. So everybody needs to kind of pay attention to the next little bit as I post things, especially my local people. So it's on March the 11th. Good for you. So, um, when I did my personal development stuff, we had um, not rules, but guidelines. Guidelines. And one was get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So easy. And it's quite funny because I remember him talking about it and talking about it. And I thought to myself, but I've spent my whole life not wanting to feel those things, you know, the drop in the pit of your stomach, the, you know, the, the prickles, the goosebumps. Like, I don't do that. Like I've, I've worked my life around, you know, not feeling those things. And he kind of looked at me and said, that's the point. Right. Because yeah. I was so comfortable with where I was, you know, and I remember we had, so we had to do every, every week we had a different kind of challenge. Um, and, to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And the other one was, um, oh, I don't remember what it was now, but we had to do something completely outside of our comfort zone. And part of this program is we had to post things on Facebook. If you took the scholarship version, you had to post things. So I actually danced to happy at the steam clock in Gastown. 
And I'll never uh, inspire um, inspired imperfect actions of what it was. Anyway, I thought I was going to vomit. I'll never forget it and how uncomfortable I was because I didn't do shit like that. Right. It was so mm-hmm. interesting. And I've been thinking about a lot of this stuff the last couple of weeks, because again, you know, COVID pushed a lot of us into our comfort zone because we didn't have choice. Um, and then coming, you know, out of that and last year and everything. So I'm, you know, my promise to myself is to at least weekly really push myself on something. Right. So if it's, you know, getting back on Facebook and making a video, if it's, you know, I have weird things about, you know, asking, you know, sometimes I have weird things about like going out for lunch with myself and stuff like that. Like my shyness kicks in. So just those little things. Right. You know, doing something different, going somewhere, somewhere I haven't been just something. But I'm going to do something every week. I think mine is broken down into daily, but it's not always big movement. It is. It is honoring my purpose on a daily basis. And sometimes that truly is just following my meditation practice and my morning routine and my writing. Because if I, do, if I don't do that, I feel like I lose sight of it. It's easy to lose sight of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then other roles that I have take precedence. Yeah, And I'm so fucking tired of other roles trumping me. Right. I want me to actually be the lead player in my world, in my world. It's pretty simple. The other thing that really stuck out for me yesterday was when she talked about, you know, the vulnerability, the emotion that the thing that we are the most scared of is joy. Mm. Is it? That's what that's what Brene says, you know, because it's 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 that whole peace around waiting for the other shoe to drop shit like that right you know yes uh i'm pondering that that's interesting yeah because so many people when they when they are in that working towards joy they they're in that mindset of too good to be true waiting for the other shoe to drop you know stuff like that instead of embracing it and and going with it see i and it's probably because of my meditation, my definition of joy has changed. I now sit down and truly find joy in the small little moments. And sometimes that is a smell that hits me that I like. Uh, Sometimes that's feeling the sun on my face and the joy that it brings me. um, Sometimes it's really simple things as opposed to the big chutzpah things that it used to be, right? Like let's go on a trip and I find joy. I don't know that that's joy for me anymore. I think that's happiness. I, those big things for me are happiness, whereas the small, simple, seemingly unimportant things, but in my mind, they are more important than anything. Those are moments of complete joy. The other thing she she brought up is that, you know, how to fully embrace joy is gratitude, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe that's one of the reasons it's changed for you because you do a gratitude practice, right? You are, you know, so am I, you know, so do I, like I am thankful every single morning, you know, I have my little, you know, I'm very, gratitude is a big part of it as well, you know, especially right now where so many people are in this odd spot. Um, I think a lot of people have forgotten about the gratitude. You know, like oh I didn't gosh. practice gratitude much last year. I got to tell you truthfully. 
I encourage everybody to do it. And some days the the only thing you're going to be able to be grateful for is that you woke up this morning yep. or that you took another breath. And if that's all you can find in your day, that's okay. okay. That's okay. Yep. Because there's a reason why you have been given another day as a gift. And I, Gina, I started doing that last year because honestly, there was so much darkness that it was it was suffocating me to not have the joy in my life or the happiness in my life that I that I used to have. And it was it was too much. It was just it was too much for me emotionally to be able to keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, imagine having that kind of darkness. Yet I coach. It's like, mm-hmm. isn't that an oxymoron, right? But the reality is, is that, I mean, my coaching was a lot of the light that was in my world too, but it it shouldn't, it shouldn't be benefiting me. It should be benefiting my clients, right? That's really why we coach, why we do what we do. No, I, I don't, I, I, I'm going to stop it right there. I, yes, I completely agree with you about the benefit of the client, but, but my mentoring fills my cup. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it shouldn't be, I didn't believe that it should be my shining light in my entire fucking universe because yeah. now all of a sudden I'm dependent on you client to make me feel better. Yeah. And that, that is not how I envision the coach, coaching client relationship. And so at the time when I started feeling like that was what was happening, I needed to sit down and do a check on myself. Like how else do I get back this joy without putting that kind of undisclosed pressure on my client relationships and what i found honestly was was gratitude and the practice of gratitude and even the shitty moments you know i sit down and go there is an opportunity for me to show up differently here there's an opportunity in this moment where i want to scream and yell to show up calm and thoughtful because i i have that choice i have that ability to do that i have that knowledge to do that I, it's awesome it's awesome doesn't mean I don't get pissed off. Of course I get pissed off. <laughs> doesn't make us, you know, just again, we're all doing the best we can, you know, or a lot of us are doing the best we can. I don't know. We all, we all are doing the best we can. I, I believe that. I think every single one of us on this universe are showing up exactly where they are and are showing up the best with what they can with the knowledge base that they have at that moment. Mm-hmm. Give them five minutes. So you're going to have different knowledge. So they're going to show up a little bit differently, right? It's really that simple. All right. So are you gonna recommend this Netflix thing? Do you know oh, absolutely. For me? What what's it called? Where is it? Um it's it? on Netflix. It is called, I'll look it up now. Um, I forgot it was there. I watched it when it first came out. I've seen it a couple times, but it just happened. I was trying to find something to watch. I'm having a hard time finding something to watch right now. Yeah, uh, it's like the universe was speaking to you and saying, Hey, you need yeah, to be over and it came up a couple times, and I thought, well, let's just watch this. So mm-hmm. puppies and I watched it. Um you remember ages ago we talked about Oprah? I had mentioned this is like probably over a year ago, how she used to say that her grandmother, Oprah's grandmother, used to say that the universe gives you signs and those mm-hmm. signs come to you in little pebbles, right? Or just kind of little things that we usually ignore, toss away, don't pay attention to. And as we ignore those pebbles, those pebbles become a little bit bigger. They yeah. become stones, they become rocks. Yeah. And oftentimes, most of us notice those and and maybe even say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna address this, I'm gonna deal with this, but not right now. I gotta keep trucking down this other path. And the universe doesn't go away. It is not silenced. We think it's silenced, it's not. Those rocks, those stones, they get bigger until it's a fucking boulder that the universe throws at you that you really cannot ignore. And so when we're busy and we're running around, we're work, 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 
and all of a sudden we're thrown an illness, just as an example, that forces us to stop because our life depends on doing something different to get healthy again. I truly believe that is the universe saying, I gave you all these warnings, all these signs that you're headed down a destructive path and you kept going. And so now I've given you the chutzpah of all signs that that is going to force you to stop because that's what you should have done years ago. I don't know why we think we can get away with the universe's signs. We really should learn to listen to them when they're pebbles and less painful than when they're boulders and they rock our world. Yeah, but you know what? I think also, I completely agree with you, but I also think sometimes you don't realize, you don't you don't know that they're that's what's happening, right? Absolutely. Um, In fact, I don't think anybody goes with the knowledge of what you have at the end of the race, at the beginning of the race. That's what transformation, evolution looks like. But to your point, when you're sitting there yesterday and Brene Brown's Netflix thing. Keeps oh, I, I got it. Like I it was that, like that is, on the shoulder, right? That is like a pebble yeah. or a small stone that's being thrown at you. Yeah. And I'm glad that you stopped and went, you know what? There's a reason why this is crossing my my eyesight every 10 minutes. Yeah. It's called right. The Call to Courage. It was released in 2019. Um, yeah. And it's funny because, you know, on my desk, I was last week, I got, you know, I got Brene's I love the heart sitting on my desk. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my so, God. Look at, look at this. Look at this. Birds. Yeah, yeah. And then I got the, I got, um, it's not another one over there on my, on my table. So yeah, you know, sometimes just try to maybe pay attention a little bit to what's going on around you. But again, I think for me, the biggest one are, is the stories you tell yourself. Like if you're having those monologues in your head about anything, just stop it. Right. Well, what I inform people to do or ask people to do, invite people to do is what's a different way of seeing the situation? You don't have to believe it. Whatever comes out of your mouth, you don't have to believe. I want you to just think of it. Yeah. Let's say it's not a case of Johnny doesn't like you. What's another explanation why he didn't call you? Well, maybe he was busy. Maybe his dog died. Maybe he had an appointment this morning. Like there's a thousand reasons yeah. why somebody doesn't call you first thing in the morning. And I'm just picking that as an oh, example. Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting because I was thinking about it when I was laying in bed last night, because, you know, all of the amazing, a lot of the amazing people that we love, like Brene Brown and Byron Katie and stuff like that, you know, and with Byron Katie's work, you know, it's it's believing it's it's goes past the story we tell ourselves. It's believing the story we tell ourselves. You know, and her four questions to turn it around. And you know, the undercurrents of undercurrents of all of this are all the same. It's just whoever translates it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I love. I find that fascinating. You know, and like even you and I, like we we know a lot of Brene Brown's work, and we translate it. We give her full credit, absolutely, but we translate it. You know, and it's amazing because it's all the same stuff, just different. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think it's it's how one says it yeah. and what where you're at in your path when you yeah. hear it. And exactly, and who resonates. Like with me, you know, Dove Baron was my guy. He is my guy. And he's the, I heard a lot of the stuff before, but never mm-hmm. resonated. He was the one who needed to deliver it for me. Yeah. You know, and he opened the door to everything else. And and I know that, like, for example, like Tyson's counselor, she's fabulous. 
And I've actually made a point with her because I, I want to go talk about a few things. But she's not, she's not, she's sweet and lovely and so good with him. I don't think she's tough enough for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, but is she counseling you or Tyler? I'm Tyson. I'm going to go see her. Tyson, I'm going to go see her. And oh, I know for yourself. For myself, just, oh, to help sorry, with, just to help with some some things with Tyson and stuff. Um, and I know I really like her, really respect her, but she's not my guy. Does that make sense? Sure. Right? Well, not, not every therapist yeah. or counselor yeah. is for everybody. Just and like not she's, and I'm going, you know, and one of the reasons I really like her and you know, continuity and all that. But it's just, again, it's, you know, you can hear something a thousand times and then thousand and one time it hits because a you're open for it, you're at a different place, or it's the person who says it. I encourage you, G, to go in to your time with Tyson's counselor with an open mind as oh, to well, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. As to what can you learn from this experience? Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that, not because I think you're not going to, but because we sit down and and I've done this too. The, she doesn't have the edge. She doesn't, she's not going to speak my language. Like I have a thousand explanations on why somebody's not going to resonate with me. But if I sit down honestly and think about it, everybody has the opportunity to teach me something. Oh, absolutely. And I, I thought about that before I made the appointment, right? Because that's my preconceived. But again, mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be an amazing thing. So that's why I made the appointment. That's a story you're telling yourself. That it's going to be amazing? No, the other story. Absolutely. That's why why I made the appointment because you know what? I trust her with my kid. Right. She's got to know what she's doing. And she's really so lovely. And I I had that whole conversation with myself and then I made the appointment because it's ridiculous to think that I'm not going to, you know, she's not, she doesn't, you know, she's not going to resonate with me. It doesn't matter. Right. That's not, I'm going to make, I'm going to make, I'm making a note. So I don't forget that next time we talk, I want to, I would like. It's not until the second week of February. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, God, now we'll see if I can remember that long. All right, Chicky, let's wrap this up. I think we wanted to talk about the stories we tell ourselves. I'm not sure that we actually did that, but you can see how it's not a straight line, right? It's it's not a straight line. And that's okay. If it were a straight line, A, it would be easy. And if you don't, if you don't know Brene Brown's work. I highly recommend you do. You can start with Googling Brene Brown TED Talk. It's Mm -hmm. one of the most watched TED Talks out there. Um, And her books are really good. I love her books. Yeah. We love her. Right. I met her once. I I actually was trained last year. My girlfriend, who's also a fellow coach, uh, Kelly Compton, she did this amazing Dare to Lead, uh, Dare to Lead program. Uh, and a group of us got together and took her course. And so it just, it was amazing. Kelly did such a great job. Um, and she's one of an elite group of trainers that Brene no longer offers. And Kelly is one of them, right? And it's like, I almost feel like, you know, and Kelly's been on like Zoom calls with Brene Brown. I'm like, can your elbow just touch my elbow so that I can say I got a little closer to famous? Anyway. Yeah, I met her once. She was really lovely. Who, Kelly or Brene? Brene. When, um, I'm going to say it's probably eight years ago, when her, one of her books came out, she did a book launch in Seattle. 
And I bought tickets for the four of us. Um, there was four of us who did the personal development program together and we were already close. And I really bought tickets for Annie and I. And when the time came, Annie had just started chemo and she couldn't come. So we went and then we stalked at the end of the show. We stalked her and I told her the story. She made me a little video for Annie. Oh, that was super nice. It was super nice. I still have it. Meant a lot. Especially since we kind of stalked her when she was leaving the leaving the yeah, well, a little stalker. <laughs> Come on. Can't be a public figure and not expect Yeah. That. Yeah. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for taking some time and shoving us into it. Appreciate that. Always appreciate it. Don't don't forget to share, right? Absolutely. Our podcast is starting its third season, not a complete full season, but uh we are on season three and uh super excited to still be doing this and showing up. I think we uh I think we love it, right? We do. We show up for us. Yeah, we show up for us. That's what this is about. Right? <laughs> We're glad you showed up too, And we do it because we love it. Oh, my God. Oh. So funny. All right. Be Take safe, care. guys. All right. Bye. Bye.